Jones Microphone stand Not with decent tape, just with masking tape <laughs> I forgot the microphone holders that fit to the microphone stand So I'm sellotaping on the podcast which is I'm actually, I'm actually hurting my nose doing this. <laughs> Loving the little sci-fi background. <laughs> I, uh, phone solo. Yes. <laughs> I felt a little bit. I felt a little bit like Buck Rogers then. <laughs> it is podcast nineteen. It is number nineteen. Yeah, it's number nineteen. Hang on, I got I'm, my nose is hurting. I was trying to be Gary Newman. Didn't work. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a little while, hasn't it? It's been a while. It's been um, reasons. Yeah. I don't know what they are. What are the reasons? Well, um, just busy, for one. I've just realised that literally every podcast we start with, it's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> i got, I got friends who do like four a week. And I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> I've got like... You know what I mean? Like we do one every month and a half or something, isn't it? But that's right. We did have someone else lined up, which I won't spoil a surprise. Yeah. We've, and we've got a few other people that were possibly like yeah. well, minor celebs, possibly as well again. Well, maybe. Well, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I see. We're trying. Of course, we've got one with us tonight. We have one with us tonight. Well, thank you. Aiden, please do the introduction. Hi, Billy. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> lovely to have you with us. Yeah, lovely to be here. <laughs> can you? I always ask this. Can you... Try and sum up for us in a few words um, who, who you are and what do you do? Um, video stuff, I guess, in two words. <laughs> um, a bit of live and a bit of general video production, filming, editing, uh, things like that of kind of varied different subjects, corporate, some music, some arts, I guess. Uh, but yeah, a bit all round video stuff, I suppose. It's, um, I'm going to... I'm going to say where I know you from, Caroline's, because I always mention Caroline's caption. <laughs> it's part of the bingo. People, and, um, people are shouting bingo at the moment. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> um, and we did a show down Hangers Farm, which is a nice yeah. little venue in Totten, mm-hmm. which I believe you're playing soon. Do a quick plug. Oh, yes. Well, I was hoping I might play one of the tracks because the album's just come out. All right. That's good. So, so let's, let's save that for you. All right. Save that for you. I will do a longer plug later. But um, Billy was one of the guys who filmed us while we performed and yeah. it was bloody amazing it was bloody awesome i mean i mean we play okay but but the like the video is bloody amazing yeah well that's kind it was you guys especially i remember uh aiden when you said the week before or a few weeks before that you guys were playing and you didn't have a vocalist yeah and i looked at james and i was like well what do we do <laughs> <laughs> where do we point cameras at who do we <laughs> normally, who do we film <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's normally one well, person we gotta film the keyboard player <laughs> <laughs> but it was really fun it was really different. And similarly, 
you weren't looking out like all the other people had kind of, it felt like more like a stage vibe mm. in that you were somewhere looking out at the cameras as being the audience. But you guys were all playing to a circle to each other. That's right. Which then made it a little bit more, well, how do we then look at you all if you're all looking at each other? Yeah. How do we film you? But it was really exciting and really interesting to listen to what kind of music you guys made. Um, it was, I don't know, really. I suppose I've never really listened to music without a traditional kind of vocalist and that kind of setup. And so it was really interesting to hear the kind of stuff that you guys made without the kind of traditional setup. It was, mm. yeah, really interesting. We, yeah, we really enjoyed it. I was equally as in interested um, because there's two of you. And it was, I, I was, it was almost like watching a little dance because <laughs> I, I noticed you giving signals to each other and it was almost like, were you like saying, right, I'm going this direction, don't film over there because I'll move into shot. And is, was that kind what was of, going on? Or? A bit of both. Yeah. Uh, again, you guys were slightly different. So the whole kind of premise for the Hangar live streams were, um, they were all for charity. And so we weren't individually or as a company getting paid. And so it kind of meant we could... Uh, do more things a bit creatively, I suppose. Try things that we haven't tried before. Yeah, lovely. But it also meant we were limited on the people that we could get because it's quite hard to ask people for favours week after week after week. And so your guys, it was literally just me and James. And I said to James before, I've had an idea. I don't think it's... There's a reason why it's not done all the time everywhere, but I think we could give it a go in that we both operate cameras and James also switches between the cameras on a little phone. Uh, next to his next to his camera and I think it worked reasonably well oh I didn't know any of that I didn't know that I didn't yeah. know that was happening so no. normally we always had one person sat at a desk looking at a screen with all the available cameras and thinking well what works now what's needed now but at this time we could have done that one of us could have done that and then we'd only really had one camera moving around and a bunch of cameras on tripods which is doable but I don't know a little bit boring I feel it's a little bit stagnant because nothing moves the camera yeah yeah move. yeah um, and so we gave it a go. And so those signals were more talking to each other. Right, yeah. um, James saying like, now it's you, you go do something. and uh, Or he's going, yeah, like you say, a bit of a dance. He's going this way, I'm going that way. <laughs> okay. And so kind of always got to keep an eye on not only what I was doing, but what is James exactly. doing in terms of where is he? And also who, whose camera is, is he cut on? Um, there's no point me standing in the back of his shot when he's not using me kind of thing. Uh, yeah, so it's it was good fun. It was, yeah, a challenge of communicating by hand gestures. <laughs> How many did you do overall at the Hangers Farm? Have you got an idea? Oh, of... I don't know. It was because it was... it was, it was, it was Aidan and, and Kelly. Mostly Kelly, actually. Mostly Kelly arranged a lot of them. She, uh, this is, this is um, we're talking about my wife, Kelly. I think yeah. people know that by now, but, that, but it normally works like she has some crazy idea and I say... And she says, I need you to do this, 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 and this, and this. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> but the Hangar Farm concerts were great fun. It was during it was during lockdown. Um, and it was that point of lockdown where, obviously, at the beginning, the first lockdown, we were like, well, we had to stay home and we couldn't see anyone. Like Our life was these four walls. And then things started to slowly open out a bit. We started to understand what we couldn't couldn't do, especially as musicians. And there was that. I remember the things were like, well, if we're working, then does that mean that therefore we can gig because of it, because it's working? And you remember yeah. all that kind of time yeah. of like, we're yeah. trying to work it was, out. It was like these gray areas yeah. that we were trying yeah. to. Because the government hadn't really been explicit about everything, because right. obviously everything is a lot of stuff. So I think we were, it was that lull as well in the yeah. middle where the cases were quite low. And so you could sort of like get away with trying something yeah. in a little bit of safety, I suppose. Yeah. But, 
It was yeah. it was great. And um, so so the theatre wasn't doing very well. No, obviously because of lockdown, um, and they couldn't hold their shows and they couldn't do their yoga classes and they couldn't have their WI meetings and all that stuff. Um, and it's literally as we're sat in Hampson Lodge, it's half a mile south. Yeah, it's over there, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. It's beautiful building. It's, List- it's listed, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. I think it's 16th yeah. century or 17th century. All the tim- all the timber beams and stuff is gorgeous. Um, so we know them pretty well. Um, and Kelly had an idea like, we can't bring the audience in to watch the acts. So why don't we bring the acts in and then stream it to the audiences at home? And we because we've been we've been running festivals and we've been part of the local scene for a while. We know a lot of bands and musicians just wanted to play. Yeah, didn't they? They didn't really. And we say. This, you know, we have this great um, venue and it needs your help. Come and do your bits to save live music. Um, also, you get to play and you get to reach out to your fans and everything. Everyone was up for that. Yeah. Absolutely. We did our first one with a band called The Underdogs, which were a great local band. Um, Stu. Stu Simpson, and Mario. Mario, and Chris yeah. Wilson. And, um, but they're amazing, kind of acoustic-led kind of band. That's it, yeah. And we thought they'd be perfect. Doing, for the I've, I've seen them do Acoustic Guy and Maiden covers. Yes. Which is, uh, yeah. Which is, they do. I'm which vocal. is awesome. They're great yeah. players, but also there's like four part harmonies and stuff. Yeah. They're like they're really good, and they're they're quite legendary in the Totten the local area, mm. Totten and further afield. Um, Chris will be listening, by the way. So hi, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. I've checked them out numerous times. <laughs> um, so we got we got. Sorry, I'm going on a bit of a ramble here. So <laughs> hi, Billy. By the way, we will get back to you. Um, so the Hangar Farm has got a good internet. Um, as far statistically as far as it is but as far as it goes but it keeps cutting out so we, we were filming underdogs we had two iphones on the go um and i had it all set up through the mac to, to change between the angles and all that kind of stuff and everything was going well and then it just kept cutting out and we were getting messages on the live stream like um why do these guys sound like that underwater and then oh, someone literally God. phoned up the venue to say do you guys realize that actually it doesn't it doesn't look and sound very good because the internet keeps cutting out oh. um and i guess you were you watching that Wait, what, I think how, how, we were watching uh, one of the first ones. It had, uh, I think, Tim Slater. Was it Six Bearded Fish? Oh, yeah, Six Bearded Fish was the second band. Uh, okay. They were the third band. We were watching that one. That was um, the third band, I think. I was with James uh, in his unit, and we were we were kind of prepping to do something for us, I suppose, that we were going to do a... The idea was a charity live stream, and again, we were kind of in lockdown and a bit just sort of bored, twiddling our thumbs, and kind of had this... Uh, well, I say we, it was more me had this sort of distant idea that I'm sure we could get away with this. I'm sure we could do some sort of like comic relief, but on a budget and we could plan all these sections and have quizzes and stuff like that. And it'll be great. It'll be fine. And it it wasn't. (laughs) There was an awful (laughs) lot of stress. But we were looking essentially for like music and also a charity. Um, And I was sat with James one night and Tim Slater's his, uh, one of his boss and all of his friends, know him from working at the point in Eastleigh, the theatre. Yeah. Um, and so James just put that on Facebook uh, and we put pulled it up and had a look. And as we do with pretty much anything we watch, try and analyse how you guys were doing it, <laughs> is, is, how you were filming it. Is, is, an, is analyse, analyse is a polite phrase for rip it apart. That looks, that looks like an android gaffer tape to a, to a mic stand. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, figuring it out because it's autofocus and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just how our minds work. If we yeah. watch like... Brit Awards or anything like that. It's like, oh, how do you think they got away with that? How do you think they did that? <laughs> Me and him will sit there and debate it for far longer than we need to and never actually get around <laughs> to doing anything. Um, and yeah, we sort of thought this would be a good thing. We could come help you guys out. Mm. We could then also, for the thing we were doing, we've kind of got music 
and also a charity being like hangers uh, owned by the Minstead Trust. That's right. And so we thought that kind of all goes in quite well. And also uh, as an extra kind of bonus, Kyle, who's the manager at Hanger Farm, um, he used to be my boss at Totten College when hey. I worked there oh, about I didn't a year. Know or that. so. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. That's cool. And James came in a few times and did a few things uh, at Totten with him. And so we both already knew Kyle. And so it was kind of this nice sort of, it felt like everything aligned. Um, and so we reached out to Carl and he said, yes, please come down and mentioned that he was working with two local people that were organising uh, all, the, all the things. Which, That's Kelly and Aiden. Uh, yeah. You guys, uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert. And uh, yeah, I think we, I can't really remember how we did the first few, but we thought it sounded like fun and thought we'd uh, do a few more. James, I remember committed to saying, oh yeah, we'll come and help you out with all the streams. And I remember thinking, that's a weekly on. thing. <laughs> yeah, every week until Christmas. This is a lot. And then, I don't know, we just kept, we did the next one and that was good fun. They were like, oh, we can get better. We can do it better. And do the next one. Like, that's better. But we can do it better. And yeah, then do the next great. one. And it's just actually, this is a really nice routine. We're all learning and enjoying it so yeah. much. Um, this just, yeah, we really enjoyed it. I remember and, you rocking up brilliant. with, like, we were, we're a three piece. We've got some kit. We've got drum, bass amps, guitar, you know, pianos and all you guys rocked up with some serious <laughs> kit. It's, like, you had, yeah. it was nuts. Like, you had a desk I of know. your own. I'm we like, had, is that, that's not the mixing desk. That's just for video mixing, was it? Or, yeah, or? well, we had, yeah, a video desk to work from. And then there's another table off to the side as just kit. And then also just sprawled across all the floor. With yeah. A lot of cables. It was a lot of cables. Huge <laughs> amount of cable. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know, it's just, it, it feels simple when you think of it on like the, uh, in like a nutshell, it always feels simple. And I always get into a habit of thinking, oh yeah, a live thing, simple. How hard can it be? Just a bunch of cameras and stuff. It's easy. But then you kind of, every camera needs uh, power and signal, which again, kind of feels simple. Two cables, how hard can that be? But then you kind of like each camera, so the camera needs power, then you kind of need to convert that from another cable. So you need a converter, power cables and... It just, it really adds up really quickly. And then you want more than one camera, then you're going down a whole nother route of, you need to then duplicate or three times or four times all the kit you're bringing. Yeah. You want to put them in weird places. You need different tripods, light stands. That's right. Lighting, and then you yeah. need something to actually switch between all of those cameras, screens to look at it all and to show you guys what you can see and then servers to stream and play graphics and stuff like that. So it just, um, just, yeah, it feels like it, it gets very big very quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do something with a limited amount of kit. This is um, it. This is it. Can I, can I take you back <laughs> to, yeah. I always ask, when we, we, have, we usually have musicians on, and you, you're a musician in your own right. We heard some Buck, Buck Rogers shit. That was awesome <laughs> <laughs> on the iPhone. That was, that was nice, and, nice and in tune. Probably the best part of that song. The first musical but, uh, thing I've done in years. <laughs> But um, what I always say, well, how did you find the bass? How did you find the drums? How, how did you find this avenue? Um, what, what, what spark? What was the spark? I don't know, really. I kind of attribute it to, I guess, a couple of things. I think uh, I always remember being quite young in primary school um, was kind of when I was first interested in doing it at home, like parents kind of home camera, stuff like that, filming holidays. Um, and then I kind of... Uh, got into secondary school and wanted to go more down like technical theatre route, like light, sound and stage and stuff really okay. interested me. Um, and 
so we'd always do kind of go above and beyond any school shows that there were. So there was like a catwalk for the like textiles department or whatever. And it's like, okay. oh, how can all our students, how can we do this differently? And one of my friends turned up with a camera that he'd borrowed from the school kind of video department and said, um, can you hold this and go point it at the people on the catwalk, please? And I said, oh, yeah, sure. And I thought, <laughs> yeah. oh, actually, I quite like this. This yeah, is quite yeah, yeah. good fun. There you go. And then just so how old are you? So secondary school? Kind of like- yeah. So I guess maybe year nine, maybe year so nine, year ten, so like 12, oh, 13. 12, 13-ish? Yeah. That's cool. So you so found it. Really that's good. quite, a good age to find yeah. your vocation and find your passion. I know. I feel so fortunate. And that then led to being able to go to college and stuff like that afterwards with a much more clear idea of where I wanted so to go. So you actually studied in this realm, did you? Yeah. yeah. So in school, I was, again, quite fortunate. The school I went to was running a diploma, which sounded like, I think it was a bit, a bit of a new thing for secondary schools to do, but it kind of equated for like seven GCSEs, but meant I had to drop two other subjects. Um, but basically it was like a whole day a week was uh, dedicated to kind of creative media work, which is filming. It could have been photographing, stuff like that. And then, yeah, studied at college for two years. I did the, the same thing. I did the same thing with um, pre-catering, which worked out really well for me. Pre-catering? Yeah. What, what's that like? Cake tablecloths? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, co- it's, co- it's cooking. Oh, well, that's what's pre-catering? Co- yeah. I don't know. It's like... <laughs> It's before you get to catering. Oh, I see. So it's like I, a, thought, no, it was, I thought you were studying the bit that happens before. So I had, I had a day release to, for for catering college, basically. Okay. And um, and I literally got out of school and just got a job in a catering world and thought this is shit, <laughs> and and left it. So what a waste of time that was. But anyway, <laughs> but carry on. Sorry. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> no, I enjoyed. I enjoy. I still enjoy cooking. I don't get to do it very much, but. It's you know I, I, it was just yeah the day release thing was cool right? yeah that was really cool when you're when you're a school kid getting out of school to do something yeah absolutely different was, yeah. I bet that was cool it just felt yeah so different and it was nice to actually dedicate time to stuff um, I feel like at the time I don't know not really aware of it being a school kid but now being a bit more grown up and like managing my own time I suppose it's uh, nice to be able to dedicate a longer period of time to stuff rather than just one hour yes. Because yeah, an hour to do something isn't a great. It takes you a while to get into it yeah. and to stop it. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was yeah really fortunate to do that. And then uh, at college doing basically the same thing, just at a higher level. Um, and then just kind of went into finding bits of work from there, which I used quite loosely. I didn't do very much for the first year or two, and it was all unpaid what I did do. But I kind of didn't really want to go to uni. And so uh, just kind of threw myself into trying to do other stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. That's really okay. It's... It. it's- I'm assimilating it to, you know, what I know, like getting a, getting a band together and just putting the name out there and just yeah. doing stuff for free just yeah. to get, you know, you do free gigs because you just want to do anything to start with. Was that yeah. what you were essentially doing is just putting yeah. your name out? I film stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah but, Building know. up like a portfolio, That's it, portfolio example, yeah. of work, yeah. but also just kind of learning on everything I did and kind of just enjoying the experience. And so in secondary school, me and James, who also did a lot of the hangers, um, we were trying to do stuff outside of school. So he knew someone that was doing something with like the local amateur dramatic society. And so we said, oh, we can film your show if you want. And it wasn't of great quality, but they were happy to take any yeah, help they yeah. could. Yeah. And for us, it was a huge learning experience and then filmed carnivals and all sorts of other stuff like that. Um, and just on every single one, learn another little thing. And I think especially at that age, or at least when you're starting out something new, everything it, the learning curve is so steep exactly that everything you do you learn like a whole load of new stuff well that's 
it's the same with music. They said, what's the phrase? A gig is worth 10 rehearsals. Mm-hmm. So, or is that something I just say? I don't know. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, and that's essentially it. Your gig yeah. is bang, let's go. We've got to film this now. It's just happening now. Yeah. Let's learn. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get it going yeah. on. Yeah. You've got to think on your feet and yeah, yeah realise all the stuff that even like sitting in a classroom, you learn a lot, but there's a lot that you kind of don't realise until you start doing stuff like working with clients and stuff like that. And so, yeah, no, just, yeah, went in at school, I suppose, but always kind of had a loose interest in it since being young. That's good. Um, and then, yeah, went from there. But what about, I mean, this, this camera stuff is expensive, isn't it? Yeah. So how did you, how did you, how did you <laughs> get stuff um, when you were so young? I, uh, I suppose that's a good question. I, I remember... Again, quite fortunate the school I went to had quite a lot of cameras dotted around. They had like a video department, which I still, I'm not too sure what the purpose of it was. But either way, <laughs> they... for you, it's just laying dormant until you turn Yeah, up. exactly. You found, you found the key buried in like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there was a guy with a couple of cameras and we just kept going up to him as I'm sure annoying students do. Hi, can we borrow your camera, please? And then kind of getting a few no's, but then a few yeses. <laughs> Um, and then finding other departments where a teacher had spent money on a camera that was hardly used and just kind of going up to them incessantly and saying, please, can we borrow this? Please, can Beg, we borrow, borrow this? steal. Yeah, That's absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then, so they're letting you take it off site? Oh, no. So that was all in inside school okay. grounds, which is for those catwalks or basically any event we could find mm. to, to film or do something for, we would. And then uh, I bought, I think, £350 off eBay this second or maybe more than second-hand camera um, that recorded to DV tapes. And that was kind of my first uh, Is, is that first high, high eight? No. Yeah, I think it was like a, a, a later, like a sequel okay. to that perhaps. Um, but yeah, just like little tapes that could only record yeah. for an hour. And when you wanted to put it on a computer, you had to plug it in rewind it and press play and wait for oh, it to go no, no, no. Oh, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna it was gonna be one of my questions later on about how <laughs> how technology has come on and what you've seen and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> so well even in that was like I felt I even remember at the time feeling like I've started at a really good point where I kind of witnessed this transition from tape to digital mm. in that a lot of the stuff I was using in school was all tape based. And then as I was kind of coming out of school and going to college, it was all going to like DSLRs or higher end not dslrs but stuff that recorded to to digital media yeah basically and it was yeah a really interesting transition and then i was uh, also uh, fortunate enough that my mum had a job in video so she had a pretty fancy camera that was hd and could record to sd card and stuff and no, so nice. just use that for everything that i ever could um <laughs> but that was yeah that again was that little transition from tape to to digital and it was yeah i feel fortunate that i was ready to kind of jump on that i suppose i remember i did something um filmed for like a friend of a friend at this house in like portchester this old manor house um and i filmed for him and there was another guy from itv meridian that was there and he had this huge camera shoot set up and that was all i think tape and stuff and i had this tiny little petite camcorder but it was kind of like professional like prosumer kind of marketed um, and that ITV guy said at the time that it, this whole new digital thing is like a fad. It's, <laughs> all, yeah, yeah. It's got all well, the these old other things. Did he have big sideburns? He did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> he seemed yeah. nice. But, yeah. And, uh, oh lordy. But yeah, I feel really grateful that I was at a point where I could kind of just like embrace it. See, that's what it. I was just about to ask. You embraced yeah. it rather than being, yeah. being a purist and all that. And Absolutely. I, mean, I know photographers who still love to use film 
in yeah. there, you know. And, and I suppose that's slightly different because that's that's a moment in time that they're and they're processing yeah. the film and doing a picture, you know. And, and I yeah. I still love that myself. That's amazing, you know what I mean? But you know what I mean? But that what was it like? Twenty four shots? Maybe you got thirty six shots off a roll of film, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. And now these guys are shooting at shows. They're shooting like eight hundred pictures yeah. in four minutes or something just to get that one that they need, and yeah. that's talking photography. But it's, you know, it's a different world, different world. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. My uh, partner, girlfriend Heather, she does or has done photography. Oh, brilliant! Um, and she used to come back from doing sort of like family or newborn shoots, and she'd do five or six hundred photos in an evening. Yeah, wow. and she's kind of taken a bit of a step back from it now, and she's got a little like a, a film camera, like you say, which has like twelve in it. She said yeah. it's just so much more special i can imagine every yeah. photo she yeah, takes I, that's, that's, I like that vibe yeah i like that she's excited to see it when it comes yeah, back yeah. you're gonna forget what you've yeah. taken a photo of someone's always taking a picture of their ass <laughs> <laughs> you, know, like, you know i mean it's like the weddings where they get you get the little um polaroid yeah. cameras on the on the table and you know and then what well, not polaroid ones the ones that you just click uh, and wind on yeah uh, oh, and then you get them processed disposable. and disposable yes. ones that's yeah. it you never know what you're going to get. You know what I mean? You're always yeah. going to get something fun, aren't you? But that's amazing. But um, with technology, so this, this is it, you do this for a living. Yes. This yeah, is, yeah. This is your. Yeah. 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 And it's, and you have spent how much? Oh. Uh, <laughs> is it like guitars? Or like, is it like guitars? This is, what, this is, this is where what I'm I going tell from. Kelly I spend, but this is what I really spent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just bought a new bass. I really didn't need. I thought, and then, and then I, and then it's, I bought it, and it was such a bargain. I'm like, gotta have it. I gotta have it. And it's one that I've been after because I'm trying to do a Mike Watt project and all this sort of stuff, and I'm trying to play Firehose songs. And it's one that he played, and it was cheap in Limington, and I thought, oh, I'll go and get it. I thought it was white. And I buy it, a COVID style, I pick it off and it's in the gig bag and I take it home and I open it and Zoe goes, that's pink. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, I've bought a pink base because <laughs> it looked white in the photographs. But anyway, moving on, yeah. But is it like that? Is it is it gas? Do you get gear acquisition syndrome? Uh, yes, a little bit. But okay. I find I'm a little bit more, I don't know. I, I get that, but then I kind of like stop myself yeah. before I actually kind of do yeah. anything. Um, James is very much. Uh, he how, gets how do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. Are you asking for a friend? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm asking for a call. I need to call someone just before I make a purchase. But I don't no. know. I guess it's maybe just like pessimism or like, well, how much am I actually going to use it? Yeah, I probably yeah. don't need it. I'll, I'll save it and spend it on something else that I'll want more and then yeah. inevitably not spend it. Fair enough. Um, but you're, yeah. not, you're not like, oh, it's a tax deduction. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I do. For a while, when I first like was doing self-employed stuff and was seeing like, oh, I can buy stuff and then I don't pay tax. <laughs> Free money, basically. Yeah. Like, I'm going to spend it anyway. And then forgetting that's not quite how it works. No, exactly. Yeah, you still, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it, to answer your first question, I don't know how much. I think it's, uh, I don't know, 10,000 probably. Yeah. But. I feel like, yeah, I'm pretty good at not buying stuff if I don't need it. No, that's good. Um, but it's, yeah, laptops and stuff like that and cameras and, hard, yeah. Hard drive space, I imagine. Hard drives are pretty big. But then yeah. I've always, I don't know, I've done a lot of stuff for myself, but I've always worked through or doing a lot of stuff for other companies. Okay. And so they've tended to be the ones that do the big expenditures. And I just kind of like sit along with it, I suppose, yeah. um, and just kind of suffice for myself while I need it, which is which is pretty good. Um, a good way of working, I suppose. But yeah, a fortunate situation again that yeah. I can be in. 
but yeah no it's it's always tempting and always looking at new lights <laughs> and stuff like that or this lens looks really nice yeah or, yeah um the new macbooks that have come out oh like, the m1s yeah m1, m1 pro max m yeah it's a new one isn't pro it pro max seemed like the top one yeah. and i remember hearing about it so i had a a laptop i bought one in like 2013 and I used it up until last year. So I had it for seven years. And I think it was a couple of years old before that, maybe. So I just like really just used this laptop and it was at the like end of its life. I'd already replaced its battery and the second battery was going and trackpad couldn't click and stuff like that. So I thought, <laughs> this is really time. And I just started working for a new client and really kind of needed as much sort of like power as yeah, I could. Yeah. So I thought I need to buy a new laptop. And I've just seen Apple are starting to do this, like their own chips. I kind of want to wait till that, but I also don't want to wait a year because I really need something now. And I kind of, I've seen this new laptop come out and I was hoping that it wouldn't be as good as I thought it would be. So I'm like, oh, it's fine. I bought it a year ago and I I didn't need to upgrade anyway, but they seem incredible. They seem so good, so powerful. I've got one now, I've got a mini Mac with the M1 chip in it. Oh, amazing. Is it good? Do you want me to say it's bloody brilliant? Because it, it is. It's, like, it's, it's something that makes you sad. Well, uh, it's all right. I just try and remind myself. It's right. You'd hate it, Vinny. You'd hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. I, I don't need that much. Smell, when you open it, it smells like mackerel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's yeah, expensive stuff, but yeah. always tempting. But I kind of try and stop myself. That's it. Um, but James with the hangers, he's really like the other way. But then again, he does a lot more live work. And for a lot of live, it's kind of almost a requirement to have a lot of kit. Whereas for kind of video production, it's you can hire things in and you can, uh, yeah, I don't know, get away with not having everything under the sun. No, if you plan correctly. I but. guess it's different to an instrument. A bass guitar or a guitar is very specific to the player, isn't it? It is, yeah. Whereas the camera's a bit more utilitarian, so it's yeah, a bit like yeah. it does a job and then... Yeah, there's no... Yeah. F- is there... Yeah. It, it's like a feel... The guitar and bass is like a feel thing. A sword is a, it's a feel thing, isn't yeah. it? You know what I mean? It's like, it's um, But a, a camera is a camera, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Suppose. They all do different things. They all do different things. I, I suppose you have your favourites and you'd, you'd, you know, you'd come across yeah. stuff that you actually things prefer. That do features. Things differently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it does sound less like... Um, it feels like you guys are more sort of artistic or more like creative, a little bit less. There's less of like a science, I suppose, it sort of feels. Whereas uh, there is similar amounts in kind of video and film and stuff like that. But yeah, it's less like this specific guitar or this specific tool there, that you guys have. Are there standards though? Like, I'm trying to, like you go to a studio. Yeah. And um, a musical studio now, a recording studio. And there's this standard, you know, we want to, they want to use this compressor with this microphone because they know it's going to get that sound essentially in that yeah. room. Is there standards in your yeah, in your world? In kind your of, room? yeah. They're varying degrees of of cost essentially, which yeah. I guess is probably a similar thing. But yeah, no, there are yeah tend to be uh, standard cameras like there's a, a Sony. It's called a Sony FS7, and it's kind of an insanely popular camera. It seems, and if I ever see like you know watching something like. I seem to think, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but like a James Corden thing and you see it in a GoPro shot, a camera guy off the side, and like, oh, there it is again. It They're is. using it as well. <laughs> How much is one of those? Uh, I think somewhere four to seven grand new. Shit, um, but Climbing. cheaper secondhand. Is it, is it, is it one of those big ones that you see on TV? on the tri- like, Relatively big. Yeah. It's not, well, yeah, not as big as like 
you'd see a, a festival or a concert because the majority of that is the big lens on the front, the big sort of white oh, okay, box correct. that you so see they can in football. Getting close and all that sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah they've yeah, got really it. big focal lengths. Yeah. Like, especially for football, you've got, uh, I'm going to be wrong on the number specifically, but something like an 18 mil, so super wide, all the way to like an 800, so super, super close. Yeah, yeah. So if you're on the side of a pitch and someone walks up to you, you can get them. And if someone's on the other side and you want to get them, you can. Um, and so, yeah, they're they're expensive. I'm not quite sure on a figure, but <laughs> very expensive. They're rental yeah. expensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff that is kind of like not designed for people to buy more <laughs> rental houses to buy, and people just hire. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, a lot of standards and a lot of kind of like just recognised names, I suppose. Yeah, it's kind of more more the way of doing it. But that's the way. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, what's your take on? Um, Freaking mobile phones. <laughs> what, I'm sensing what your take is on it. <laughs> I'm, 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 so, I'm so trying not to be glued to mine. And, I, and, I, and I, I'm aware that I don't use it for it's what it can be useful. They're, they're incredible nowadays. Yeah. Some of the cameras on them are incredible. And yeah. obviously, obviously, like we're talking TikTok, social media has gone mad because of the capabilities of a mobile phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking... I'm a band who hasn't got a hasn't got a video yet. I've got some songs. We're just starting out. Yeah, they're probably thinking, "Oh, we'll just film it on our mobile phones." Uh, yeah, and c- can they? Surely they can. Yeah, they yeah. Can. I think it's a valid thought. I think. But it's... is that stitching you guys like you up, or I don't? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Probably not. I no. feel like if if you're a band and you really wanted a music video but had no money for it, you would either try and scrape what you had together to get a music video. Yeah. And then it, it feels like, um, I don't know, it's, uh, yeah, it's hard to make uh, make something for someone that doesn't have a lot of money but wants to pay you because it's kind of like they want a lot but don't have a lot. And so there's always that weird kind of middle ground. But if, yeah, if you're a band that doesn't have a lot of money, then by all means kind of, yeah, go for it. And I think you'll learn a lot and create a stuff. I think so there's definitely a difference. Why, hypothetical question, and why don't you use a mobile phone? What do you, what? does your setup give you that a mobile phone can't achieve? Um, I suppose control and ease of use is probably the first thing. Is there a lot of brains in the phone that just does the job for you and then yeah, not, not a lot of makes auto, the right decisions? But you don't, yeah, you don't always want it on auto. Okay. You kind of want a bit of control over, yeah, like if it's like light, basically, you go in a small room and a, a dark room, a, a dark room and a light room, sorry. Mm-hmm. A, a phone will just automatically change all the settings just to make it look good, mm-hmm. which is totally fine. But on uh for for if you're trying to do it professionally you kind of want control over what is being changed and what looks nice and what doesn't look nice and stuff like that um but also then just kind of generally a bit better kind of quality i suppose there's a lot of like phones always say or things always say like hd or 4k and stuff like that which is true but then like the optics the lens might not be very nice there might not be any depth of field and uh i don't know like bit depth the amount of colors it's capturing and the amount of dynamic range so if you're pointing out a window the window might just be completely white whereas on a, a proper camera then you might get some detail back exactly, in that window okay okay um, it's a bit yeah so when you say depth of field yeah so like um blurriness of the background okay. i suppose um which iphones do a really cool portrait mode which kind of do a similar thing yeah um which is yeah kind of but like, that's that's not because of the lens, that's because it's digital and it's, and it's yeah. analysing the photo and then applies the effect. Yeah. Rather than being uh, before, 
Yeah, rather than like the in the lens. Bit. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Whereas photographers would use apertures and lenses and stuff. And yeah, yeah. And you'd have control and stuff like that of what is and isn't in focus and stuff. Yeah. But it's I find it so clever, that portrait mode. I, I can't believe it every time I see it. It does such a good job <laughs> at deciding what it thinks you want in focus and yeah. making that thing in focus. Yeah. It's, it's so clever. I they, can't they've definitely it. spent some money on that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I think it's, it's, a, it's also a case of... Um, Paying someone else with experience, yeah, is a big deal. It's, it, it it definitely helps. You know what I mean? It's like have a crack with yourself, and I'll you know it's great. But it's employing someone who knows, yeah, how to get what you're you know if you can. I've, yeah, I've got video ideas I could explain to you, and you you'd probably know how to. You got hear someone else's video ideas. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the man with the mirrored skin <laughs> who do, who dances with the light bulbs. That's, <laughs> That's the one I want to get filmed. <laughs> That's the one I want filmed. Well, I'm going to run it once this is over. There's, an, there's a whole there's a whole hour that I'm going to I'm going to hold you back and talk. To. But anyway, but um no, all right. And then so what? So then, so where does that? And what about animation? Does that have you come across much of that, or is, or or getting yeah. animation into the films, or you know? It's is, yeah. Is, is, there, is, there, is that something you dabble with or a little bit? It kind of it's like a it feels like a whole other world, I suppose. Um, but it's kind of yeah. I've done a lot that gets me by, I suppose. Um, but I know I'm slower than I could be, and I know I could be doing it better than I could be. Um, but it's yeah. No, it's amazing to watch people that are talented at it. I think it's it's such a slow process. Yeah. So I think with video in general, and I'm sure with music, the same to make a three minute song it takes you far more than three minutes. Obviously it takes you a long time. And so sometimes not. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes those are the best songs. <laughs> the ones that just come smashing out of it. And uh, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, but anyway, carry on. Sorry. Um, but yeah, it takes a lot of time yeah. basically to get to yeah. the finished product. But yeah. Animation, I feel like generally takes a lot, lot longer because everything in the frame is, you need to think about, decide what you want to do and like manually control and stuff. And yeah. So it's, yeah, a really, a real skill and a skill to do it good, I think, uh, especially with people and stuff like that. There's a whole, a whole lot of stuff that I don't really understand of making it look natural with eyes, movement, all this kind of like, yeah, so much stuff that it's is a little bit beyond. A crazy world. Yeah, but it's, it's fascinating. I love seeing people work and uh, seeing what people can come up with kind of from scratch, really. Um, it's yeah, super impressive stuff. It's amazing. I um, quick story. I have a friend. I think I'm hopefully I'm telling the truth here, <laughs> but um, mm -hmm. I had a friend who obsessed with Lord of the Rings. Actually, landed a job with Weta Weta Effects. Oh, okay, who did all the animation for Lord of the Rings. I think he was sat in his friend's chair watching something that his friend had done, and one of the line leaders said, "You come here with me. You got a new job," and and it was the when when they meet Gollum and Gollum goes from it's, I think it's nine seconds of animation where he goes from super angry and he's spitting and to almost crying and being submissive. Yeah. Um. And he um. And basically he worked on that for like a year. Wow. Yeah. Um, and Peter Jackson. Yeah. Came in to the you know they used to have viewings yeah, in the yeah. cinema, wow. so they viewed it. And he, bear in mind this guy just worked on this for a year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And. Um, Peter Jackson went, yeah, can he be uh, more angry at the start and more sad at the end? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. And that was it. Great, was see you later. <laughs> and he's like, I just worked on that for a year. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's, and, um, but it, he said it was um, highly tedious. 
Yeah. The rendering. He said he got really good at pool. Because <laughs> he just pushed render and off he go. Uh, yeah. Play for, play pool for four hours. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. Crazy. So it's a whole different stuff world. Like that, like all 3D, you've got yeah. like lighting and effects yeah. and stuff that goes into it. It's, yeah. It's, it. It, it's crazy. But yeah, no, it's, yeah, it seems like quite a, a brutal world sometimes, I suppose. Um, a job I used to work at, it was a lot of corporate production, but we'd often hire um, actors and actresses to be like kind of. Uh, presenters or like to model equipment and like show off how to use this bit of bit of like kitchen aid or whatever it yeah, is yeah. Um, and they'd always come from London it'd be fascinating chatting to them and hearing like what other jobs they've been on because it was always some like sometimes they're on narrative based stuff and sometimes they're on like more commercials but um, a lot of time a lot of the stuff gets cut and they don't know until it happens and uh, this one guy worked on one of those films with uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. It was the Sherlock Holmes one. Oh, right. It was supposed to be good, but not so great. <laughs> <laughs> and he went on it and he was supposed to have this like speaking line. And uh, it was basically, it was like not the, yeah, it kind of lasted longer than it was. And he was there longer than he should have been. But he was really happy with it, working with all these big name stars. Yeah, and yeah. He says he never normally brings his friends to showings and premieres of his films and stuff like that. <laughs> but this one specifically. Yeah, and he turned up and then cut his line and he was just this guy that stood in the background of a scene. And, and the film wasn't that great anyway. It's just like, oh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> sorry, guys. I'll buy you all the curry <laughs> yeah. to make up for it. I won't do that again. Yeah. But, um, oh, it must be hard. It must be tough. Give me yeah. some of them. Um, you've done loads of different things then. What's, the, what's, what's your favourite thing you've done? Oh, I don't know. That's a hard question. I was thinking, well, we're one of them. You know I mean? Favourite? Yeah. I don't know. I remember a lot of the stuff, I think when I was starting out, I really enjoyed. I think... Don't, don't say pornography, please. It was like 12 when he started out. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely don't Definitely say pornography. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's loads of money in it, but no, I'm not going there. But no, carry on, carry on. You must... Um, or, or maybe just some of the things. Tell us some of the things you've done, because it sounds like you've done quite yeah. a wide, varied... I don't know. It was, yeah, I think the variety I've always really enjoyed. And especially at the start, learning so much in so many different places. Um, I got with like a, a friend of a friend, like through company, someone else. We did something for this powerboat racing company. Um, and they're like a kind of, the best way I could explain them is sort of like the Premier League, but for powerboat racing. Radio. Um, and so they were the league, basically. And those people came in with all their boats. And they did this kind of tour around the UK throughout the year. And they did something like, Portsmouth, they did a whole load down Cornwall, some in Wales, and uh, it was really, really interesting. And they started off with this idea of, uh, I know someone from a TV channel and we'd like to put it on there. And as it went on, it was a bit, well, seen as there's three of you here, can we do something a bit different um, and put stuff on our social media? Because we don't use it, it's just photos at the time. Um, and so it was me and two kind of camera guys normally. Um, We'd start off the day, decide kind of what we'd do, where we'd film. They'd go off and film. I'd kind of start to edit a few bits. Uh, we'd had this presenter that would say, hi, we're down in, in Newquay. It's a great time. If you're local, come by. We're having yeah, a great yeah, day. Yeah. And we'd make two or three videos per day in the same day. And oh. so it was like this sort of two, three-hour turnaround of walk up to them. Here's a new SD card. Can I have your old one? Put it on my laptop. Sit in this kind of like... They Post had it. this... 
bus that one of the guys called a love bus, which I, I'm not sure it was, um, I don't know, me, him and one other guy. And we just all stood in there and didn't often talk because we were just doing our own stuff. <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, really good fun. Go sit in there, edit it out and then upload it and then start the process again. It was, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And that was like a unpaid, but like all expenses paid weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just spend it on Fistral Beach, kind of like yeah, Saturday beautiful. and Sunday all day on the beach. It I was love amazing. it down there. Love it down it there. So I've, been, I've been down there in years. It's really yeah. nice. And middle of summer as well, because it was, they didn't want to do it in winter. And no. So, yeah, August weekend. Yeah. Don't mind. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, them's the perks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that was really good. Um, yeah, and then I worked a local TV station down like Portsmouth. They were one of the That's Solent, they were called, part of this That's TV range. Okay. And that was really exciting working because that was kind of not my first, well, my first proper kind of thing into live production, I suppose. And uh, I was kind of the only person in their TV gallery, so you'd have the presenter. They'd have this whole system, which was so complex and really, again, amazing to just watch and look at and absorb. Um, but I'd sit there and count down the presenter and then hit on the camera one and then they'd introduce a video and press the video button and it oh, was wow. really exciting. So you, you yeah. controlled it? You were like, yeah, oh, wow. and it was just me and this other presenter and all the other stuff and all the scripts had been written before and it was just the two of us and for like an hour and a half, I think every Tuesday and Thursday yeah, evening, yeah. then they'd record it and chop it up and repurpose it for all yeah, the other yeah, nights yeah. and stuff. Is it quite nerve-wracking? Nerve if it's it live and you the press first. the button. Live as yeah, yeah. I did do a few kind of uh, <laughs> mistake. They bought this little like USB peripheral. It's just this like bar of ten buttons, and I was doing a bunch of stuff. And one of the buttons on it was black, and I was doing a bunch of stuff. And I was like, okay, I don't need to do anything for a minute. I'll just pick up this bar and just move it over there. So I just don't touch it. Picked up, put it down. As I put it down, I put it down with enough force that it pressed the black button, and it all just went black. <laughs> and the worst part was That's almost like, what does the black button do? Of course, of course it goes black. Yeah, it just goes to black. <laughs> and uh, I could see it as I was doing it. It's like, uh-oh, pressed a button. But yeah. then they had the screen off to the side that was like the actual TV screen on a 15-second delay. So I just had to watch my mistake again <laughs> 15 seconds later and realise what I had done. And so, yeah, rather embarrassing. But, yeah, a little bit nerve-wracking. But um, they were really laid back. And once I'd done it a couple of times, it's a bit like, oh, this is a routine here. Yeah. Um, do you get the but, same sort yeah. of like um because like the, the live the live thing for a musician is what I d did it for I don't know you, yourself obviously I don't mm -hmm. know you I don't know if you prefer recording or if you like to play on stage more I don't know on stage I think stage every day well, of the week um, most musicians would probably say stage yeah I mean I do it's, love recording but it's, it's different yeah. it's different it's a different, different kind of stress recording and it's like <laughs> but you, you kind of thrive on it you know what I mean and it mm. and, uh, I hate to use the word ego but it, you know possibly boosts your ego. And yeah. hopefully in all the right way it plays, you know what I mean? So that you're not a, a dick afterwards. But, anyway, <laughs> but the live thing has got that, it must have that similar sort of vibe yeah. where it's like, go, go, yeah, go, go. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's now, now or never, you've got to do it. You yeah. Know what I mean? it's, that was, um, basically, yeah, like my last summer, we uh, doing all the Hangar live streams and doing that live stream that I was kind of talking about before, the, the charity one that me and James were doing. Um, it was like, had the most detailed plans, but just through loads and loads of different things, just the execution wasn't ideal. No. Um, and it was like the day of, and I was kept looking at my phone like, okay, five hours, fine. What's <laughs> the biggest priority right now <laughs> out of all these million things that aren't, aren't great? Um, and then as we did for the, the Hangar live streams, it's a good idea to go live like 
10, 15 minutes before you actually go live. And then you kind of, people get the notification, people can go and click. And also you have control of when exactly you go. There's no sort of like, oh, am I, aren't I? Because you're very much in control. Of yeah. Title gone, camera up. Now we know we go kind of thing. And yeah. I just remember looking at this timer, like 15 minutes. Okay, fine. 15 minutes. What can I do in 15 minutes? And five minutes. Uh-oh, five minutes. <laughs> Three minutes. So then it was like 30 seconds. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do in 30 seconds, <laughs> but I need to do something. Yeah. <laughs> I, do uh, rem- I do remember the five, four, three, two, one yeah. countdown when we did it, to be honest. And I was like, well, hey, whoa, all right, here we go then. Yeah. It's like, it's real. Yeah. Let's see, here we go. You know what I mean? But Up until that point, it, yeah, it feels like a distant idea. Yeah, it'll happen. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll yes, be, fine. be fine. Be ready when it gets. That's it. And then, uh, uh-oh. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it can be similar because like bands, yeah, are, yeah. bands rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. And then they get on stage and it can all just go to shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mistakes, mistakes happen that never yeah. happened in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is, isn't it? And um, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's obviously a similar thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, but black buttons yeah. get pushed. Black buttons get pushed. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right with the kind of like ego in a non kind of, yeah, not getting too too big for yourself. But for that that stream that was really stressful up until the point, I was really surprised at how well me, James and Adam and everyone else that we were working with um, actually kind of managed to put it together, being very, very frantic, I suppose. It yeah. was... Um, Oh, we we, it, yeah. we there was not much setup time because we were only allowed in the venue at a certain time, and then you know yeah. we had to be, and then we had the countdown for whatever it was yeah. half seven stream and all this. And I'm going to say credit to you guys because I I've watched I don't watch anything back that I do. I don't listen back to anything I produce. I can't handle it. I yeah. just I just like to do these things, <laughs> and, and every now and again I do. But the Caroline's Capuchin videos that you recorded, filmed, yeah, and that are on YouTube. They're worth just whether you like the band or not, people go and have a look to, <laughs> to see uh, Billy's handiwork on oh, well, filming and you. stuff. That, you had the big white screen up for that, didn't you? That was really cool. Yeah. So that was another one of the ideas that was like nice to try out on the hangers. It was like, I guess, a multiple point idea, of, especially doing that for you guys. The idea of a big white cloth basically is to kind of light really softly. And so for mm. your Sheik the Sheik uh, music video, your kind of promotional video mm. last year did the same thing because it's very uh especially in a theater because the lights are very bright bright far away designed to throw a long distance but when you're looking closely at people there's all sorts of shadows going all sorts of places and it's not very nice i suppose if you can get away with it and so for the video a lot of the time a lot of light is soft on soft on soft and so it's there's not a lot of shadows it's really flattering and so the idea was kyle has a big massive or we have this big massive white sheet um, and Kyle has a bunch of lights. Let's yeah. point them all at the sheet and it'll be really nice and soft. And also for you guys, again, like I was saying earlier, you were sat looking at each other. That's it. Um, and so there's not a lot of like, for someone watching, there's no kind of sense of like geography, I suppose, perspective. You're not quite sure what you're looking at. If you're looking at a stage performance, you kind of understand the camera is always here. Yeah. These people are always looking this You've way. You've got an Whereas overall. You're looking different ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's... I don't know. I think it's, is it the nature of the genre that we play uh, possibly that, you know, you find a lot of sort of, well, not like jazz, but you find a lot of trios play to each other, like Espion Svensson trio. Mm. They set up in a manner where they can, because you need that, you need a bit of that visual telepathy between each other. You mm. need to look because you're bouncing off each other and stuff like that. And that's why we did that. And, yeah. And also whenever I play live, I'm always watching you two anyway. 
<laughs> I keep forgetting that there's an audience out there, and I'm just I'm just playing along, watching great drummer and a great piano player, and it's yeah. like, oh yeah, oh, oh shit, I'm performing. <laughs> no, it seemed like a nice like atmosphere that you three had, like watching each other, like you say, playing off each other. And that's part of what you do, I suppose. You you attempt to capture that, the same yeah. as same as yeah, a recording, yeah. or same as a recording engineer tries to capture a great take of a song, you know, and all that. Yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, capture like the people behind it. I remember I once. Watched like a Glastonbury performance of, do you know Stormzy? Yeah, Stormzy, um, yeah. And I remember there was one shot, I don't know whether, I think it was halfway through a song or maybe in between the two. And it was him just stood on stage, just like dripping with sweat and just like a real close up of him. And you can hear the crowd going. And I thought it's just, it shows like the emotion behind yeah. this performance. And normally you just kind of see, oh, look, people make music. Now I get to see it and hear it kind of thing. Mm. And so I just thought that was a really nice thing that they did that yes. you could actually see those people and what they're doing and so yeah it was quite nice to attempt to kind of capture that i remember um ben gonna not do his surname very well duga <coughs> klensky oh. delugo kensky delugo kensky um past, past guest on the podcast hey, he was, hey ben <laughs> <laughs> his performance was really good i just seen I'm, i don't really tell him that bloody hell <laughs> <laughs> i just seen the, i just seen the new video that you guys did in the fun park fun fair oh, it hasn't park. been released yet Oops. That was a sneak I preview. I haven't seen that yet. That was a sneak preview. <laughs> <laughs> Edit out. I can show you because me and Ben edited that, so I can show you oh, that. Oh, cool. Yeah, tell, absolutely. Tell me how make it better. But <laughs> that, that, is that something you that, is that something you aspire to when you're actually filming? Is that something you're constantly thinking of? Is you're trying to capture? Yeah. Are you trying to capture something? You know, to cap capture something deeper than just the what's there in front of I you. Think so. it's, yeah. yeah. It also feels like playing or listening to what the other people are doing i suppose um so like ben was really i felt like a lot of his music and what his performance was very kind of like emotive quite emotional and so it's kind of like i always feel like video is basically just communication i'm kind of taking something that someone is doing and showing it to someone else a message that someone else wants to convey and showing it to someone else and so i felt like but it but it I has got your but it's but it's got your angle on it. It's got your take on it. Yeah, that's true. Because someone else could be in the room and watching it from a different side, and they could yeah. they could perceive a very different that's concept. That's very true, actually. Yeah. So what? It's so just... you're you're almost capturing. It's almost you're as creative as the next guy. I'm, yeah. It's what I'm thinking because you're filming what you're seeing from your mm. angle, and, and I like that. It's good. Yeah. yeah. No, it's interesting. Yeah, it's a bit like yeah, everything's kind of unique just because it's a whole collection. That's of... it. And like for you guys, I guess making music, it's a collection of stuff you've done before, and yeah, it's uh, yeah, culminates in how you look at something in a That's different it. way. But yeah, no, it's yeah, I always try and just think, what am I communicating, and who am I communicating it to? Too. That's cool. Um, and I always remember learning with that TV station in Portsmouth, the the local TV station. I was always quite. Being, I think I was like 18 at the time. So it's like, oh, quick cuts. Let's get this pacey really fast. <laughs> and one of the ladies came up to me afterwards and said their demographic tends to be older people. And sometimes this is like the last happy, smiling face they see at the end of the evening. <laughs> and so just let them sit on that for a and, few seconds. And, oh, right, and your quick cuts yeah. are giving them all epilepsy. <laughs> <laughs> that too, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just like a nice little kind of reminder of like, yeah. this isn't always what I want to do. Just remember who you're, who you're mm. showing it to and what they want to see. Um, it's, yeah, a bit of a combination. I'm envisioning... Nice. Um, I'm envisioning multiple cameramen trying to capture like a like say red or chili peppers performance mm. where flea suddenly doing a handstand in a sock 
know what I mean? And it's like, and but Kai just is doing spirals over there, and and, and John Frusciante is back in the band, whatever. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It, it's so. How much of that? What we? How much of what we see? Is the cameramen are just capturing it? Yeah. And then you've got an editor. Yes. Is he is, is he a bit of a main man in that sort of realm where he's yeah what we see is what he allows us to see so. is that yeah. how it works kind of or yeah it's yeah it tends to be I guess comes from a director I suppose okay but I find I feel like with a lot of stuff that isn't live um, yeah a huge amount of the work or a huge amount of like the control can be done in post production that's kind of where you set pacing for things like that and yeah you can kind of set moods or, or change moods, I suppose. You can, yeah, keep things in on purpose. And so whenever I watch things now that are more uh, like film or the kind of film-like TV and all these series that comes out, I kind of try and think that every second, every frame, every image, every cut has got some kind of like motive behind yeah. it. There's a reason behind yeah. it. A lot of people have thought a lot about what's going on here. Exactly. This isn't just like, Ah, uh, yeah, we'll do this. See what happens. We'll let Johnny in room five <laughs> yeah. have a have a crack at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See what happens. <laughs> See what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people spend a lot of time thinking about it, and so it's yeah, it's always got some kind of message or some sort of thought behind it, which is nice to think about, but also kind of ruins everything you watch because <laughs> never just take anything on false value and think, oh, that that looks really nice. I wonder how they did that. I wonder how they lit that or shot that or. That's it. Yeah, it takes a bit of like the fun or mystery out there. And and you know what? Yeah, I think I do. I know that um, for that exact reason, I it's I struggle to get into Nirvana. Do <laughs> 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 you know? Because I was really younger, and you know, when I started playing the bass, and you know, I I got into players. I got into musical players. You know what I mean? And I and I thought, oh, this guy knows six chords. Come on! And it's taken. It took me a long time to realize. Um, I got rid of the sort of snobbery. It's not, okay. I don't, I don't, not snobbery, but sometimes you just got to yeah. see it for face value, see it for what it is, and and just yeah. realise that it's fucking amazing. And yeah, not you know, and just I'm trying to try and convey something. I'm struggling mean, with you, yeah. but yeah, but you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Rather than picking it apart and going, oh, I can play that, you know, in my yeah. sleep. Just realising, hang on, you wrote that, and it's yeah. that, that's hitting the spot. That's it. Took me a little while to get past that sort of snobbery of high-end musicality and all that sort of stuff you know what I mean you know yeah no for sure yeah because it's uh, I guess it's like the difference between I could do that and but I haven't done that kind yeah of thing. Exactly. they have yeah. there's a lot that's gone that's into it. that yes yeah. I My, guess a lot of people can play the guitar but not a lot of people are Nirvana kind of thing exactly it takes more than just understanding how to play a guitar exactly. I guess to, to get it. that kind of stuff um I want to ask you about aspirations I want to ask you is there something you'd love to work on in the future? Is it, have you got something yeah. in your mind? Yeah, you must have. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I get, I don't, yeah, I kind of flip between a lot of stuff and I kind of just try and think of what what do I enjoy, what what do I pick up on the most and what kind of, what interests me. Yeah. Um, and I feel like music kind of and lighting and kind of colours, I suppose. I feel like colours is a, I don't know, a broad term for things that I really enjoy. There's a a TV series called Euphoria that's like an American like HBO thing. Okay. And it's been shot and lit really differently to anything that is normally shot and it's just so colourful. I watched a bunch of interviews of like the DOPs and stuff afterwards and the idea was it's following this group of teenagers and they said they wanted to show what it would be like 
what it's like in the world of those teenagers. Everything's colourful and new and exciting and different. And it's all a bit like over dramatic kind okay. of thing. There's a lot going on. And so all of their colours and how the way they lit it was kind of really reflected that. And I really enjoyed watching it just because of the the visual kind of like art and the visual style and kind of creativity that had gone into it. And so I kind of often think that that is kind of something that really interests me, like even down to like lighting design for concerts and like theatre and stuff like that is really interesting because it's just so creative. Like you've got a few things that you need to hit. You need to, people need to be able to see it, for example, in a theatre or a concert. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also a lot of kind of creativity and, and kind of, yeah, a bit of a freedom, I suppose, to an extent. It's a deeper answer than I was expecting, to be honest, because, like, like, you could have just said, I really want to film football because <laughs> I love football. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, that, but yeah. that's cool. I appreciate that. That's, that's yeah. cool. It's, uh, the it's, whole, you know, the going, yeah. it's, your, your mind and eye is, it's, it's, it seems quite deep and quite in and technical. You're yeah. Like, you're like, yeah. Well, I don't Vis- know. Yeah. It's visuals, your visual stimuli, what stimulates you visually is yeah. very different to your average Netflix watcher sort of thing. You know what I mean? What it yeah. seems to me. What's, yeah. Yeah. But, it's just, I don't know what I, I feel like what I pick up on the most, what I enjoy the most after watching things yeah. is kind of like, oh, wow, that looked really nice. Yeah. That looked nice. The, the storyline always comes second sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's, there's not one thing that I suppose I know I really want to do, like like a, a job or a, a thing I want to work on, I guess. And I don't know, sometimes it's a bit like, well, what am I aiming towards? But then it's also quite nice just to think, I guess, I don't know, bigger picture, what is interesting? What yeah. do I enjoy? Yeah. And then kind of work up from there or work to find something that fits into that, I guess. It's almost a session musician. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, it's about, about what, what can you contribute. Yeah. yeah. So are they um, like maybe dumb question. <laughs> are they kind of musicians that help? Uh, I guess if it's a solo artist yeah. trying to record exactly. Uh, yeah, or exactly. I need to record now when I need a drummer, and I know your drummer. Yeah. So why don't you come and drum? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> Essentially, so, yeah. yeah that's bottom. Yeah, bottom line, isn't it? You know what I mean? So it's a like, bit yeah. like empty slate can kind of fit to whatever. Yeah, the, it's like yeah, and obviously and yeah, you know, what I mean, like different guys of notorious for doing different things and all that sort of stuff yeah. but um yeah it's just, it's but they will move from you know genre to genre they'll just do what comes their way because they love to make money through music yeah that's not the reason they do they still you know they love music but it's yeah that's essentially yeah. what you're doing you know what i mean you, you get presented with a, a task yeah and yeah. you that's exactly yeah that's yeah it. yeah how can i show this and yeah yeah what is your actual job title then Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, see, I used to introduce you, right? What did I introduce you as? Oh, here's the band. Oh, here's Billy. He's the video man. <laughs> yeah, video. That's, that's, not myself. that's like, like he is, but that's totally underselling what he does. <laughs> yeah. When you go, no, though, when, you go <laughs> when you go on Indeed, video man, £27,000. There you go. Um, I don't know, really. Videographer or videographer, camera operator camera or video operator. editor, I yeah. guess. But you do all of that, don't but you? That's, that's it. Thing. Like, camera yeah. operator, yes, you do. But, but that's, neat, that's, that's just the first stage of the whole process, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's not, it's hard, I guess it's hard to sum everything up within one videographer, yeah. I guess. Yeah, videographer is like a good, like a good all arounder, I suppose. Yeah. I think when you start getting into like film and TV, where there's lots of like budgets and lots of requirement to divide up jobs into specific roles i guess yeah that kind of happens there but a lot of the stuff i've done is just a bit sort of 
we're filming something, there's three people here. Yeah. We all have the same end goal in mind. So let's kind of do whatever it is, whether so that's yeah. lighting, camera, yeah, whatever. That's good though. Stuff. That's good. That's multiple skills. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people don't really, the average viewer doesn't really realise what happens in between the camera and the, and, the, and the end result. Yeah, there's a lot I of think, kind of... Sorry, I was going to say... the camera gets... I was going to say that if, to, a massive realisation for that is people should sit down and, tr- and read through the credits of a movie. Yeah. Mm. How many names? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's ridiculous it's the amount of people that work on a movie. It's Yeah. But people just get up and walk out, don't they? They don't care. They've seen it. <laughs> yeah. They've seen Iron, they've seen Iron Man go, hey! <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as it's over, it's like, see ya. Yeah. yeah. But it's like you, when you actually look through the credits, you're like, holy shit, there's a lot of people who work yeah. on that film. A lot of people, a lot of, yeah, people, time and effort yeah. has gone into it. It's crackers. Yeah. Mm. Crackers, all paid, all that's why mm. these things cost so much money. But <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Amazing so for, the, for the university I work for. I have to film a lot, lot of digital content in this very room. And, and one thing I really struggle with is lighting. Yeah, so not have, I mean, this is no use to our audio listeners, but normally I'm sat pretty much where you are. Okay, I'm facing over there, and the camera's there, and yeah. I have like a ring light, and then I have that light on over. Well, you got, the you got a TikTok oh, nice. ring light. Yeah, it was like a big one. I think it's 18 inches or something. Oh, right? like 100 quid, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Um, but it never looks like... I watched some YouTube videos. Like Adam Neely is... It's always lit really well. Okay. I don't even watch Adam Neely. He's like, he talks no, about music a lot. But he just looks really polished. And I'm thinking, why can't I get my lighting to look as good as his? Yeah. So what's, that, what's kind of the, uh, the approach? How, how would you... I don't know. Well, it's... I've Yeah, I feel like I've always actually been lacking on it, which I've never really ever wanted to admit. <laughs> but like there's a, a normal, like they call it three-point lighting, which I think is key fill and backlight. Okay. And so, so say that again. Key fill and backlight. Right. And so I feel like the Google key... That. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I might need to as well. <laughs> um, but I feel like the key is like your main light. And so perhaps in this room, if it's in the daytime, you've maybe got the windows coming in on the side. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of quite heavily lighting you from the side, which is okay. quite nice. Like now I'm looking at you, your lip from the side, which is quite nice. It's like contrast. Because normally, normally I would have these blackout blinds down. Okay. But maybe yeah. that's not such a good idea then. Because I always well, find that my face is a bit bleached out because I've got the light in front of me and everything. Yeah. It feels quite uh, almost clinical, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, the main exactly. light source is where the camera is. Exactly. It feels quite unnatural as well because it's, it's it's never how you look at things. Like mm. how often is the light source your face kind of thing, or you're looking from the direction of a light source? How so? I feel like that's why that. Looks how okay. important is natural light? Because I, I used to work on a cruise ships and I used to install light bulbs into cruise oh, ships. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I know I know about different colors in like a color eight thirties, like a warm white. You know, what oh, I mean? yeah. a color eight six. Uh, you know, daylight. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. All these different lamps, but you're never you're never gonna. Surely natural light is the best. Yeah, I think it depends what you're doing. Yeah, well, like, yeah, I suppose, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's bright and, yeah, it, it does a good job. But I think it's always like you would always want to do something, I suppose. And in a lot of situations, it's a lot better just to control it, I guess, because it's a lot, um, uh, yeah, just control is a big thing, really. And so that's why a lot of this, a lot of things are filmed in just like big, dark warehouses kind of thing <laughs> big sound studios that have no windows yeah because you the people that are the lighting at the dops and things have a really good control of where light is coming from what it looks like what color the They've light got, is like the same that's that experience that we're talking about they know yeah yeah they know what yeah. it's going to do they yeah. know how to do it 
But um, you need yeah. to film your next video with the blinds open. So, so, <laughs> so this three-point lighting. Oh yes. Yeah. So I need one that is on me. I need one that fills the gap, and then one that's. Did you say what's the last one? Backlight. Backlight. Um, backlight. So to okay. kind of like a hair light, like I suppose on stage, you've got the lights at the very back that point mm. in the back of your heads, mm-hmm. and you've got that kind of nice hair, halo. It picks up your hair. It just looks really good. And that's mm. kind of what the, the last backlight is. It okay. kind of helps separate you from the background. So maybe having a ring light points. in my face isn't is a bit too like, it feels like I'm in a dentist chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a bit much. But yeah. <laughs> See what it's like with the windows open or something like that. Okay. And uh, you get a lot of light from that side and then you can try the ring light from the other side just yeah. in case it's too much contrast. You know, oh, you God. don't want this 50-50 like two-faced thing yeah, yeah. to kind of balance it out a bit. But all right, I yeah. got, a, I got, I've got a halogen light that I use for working, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and um, that might be good to put on the floor. I've lent it to you. That'd be good. Okay, that might yeah. be good. Yeah, try it. I'd be curious to see it because it's, it's like it's just a whole, it's a whole different world, isn't it? I mean, I know how cameras work. Yeah. And I can edit things, all right, but the whole it's just like lighting. That's what my mate, mm-hmm. uh, my mate Stu, essentially, he worked yeah. as a photographer's assistant. You know, right. he's probably a better photographer than the guy. <laughs> but he'd spend four hours setting up lighting, yeah. Um, you know, and making it making it perfect. You know, getting a shot. Then the model would walk in, the photographer would walk in, photographer would go click, photographer would walk out, model would walk out, and essentially, Stu had done all the work. He had all the knowledge. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. But um, yeah, lighting is was key. Yeah. He used to talk about lighting all the time. Yeah. No, it's 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 huge. It, um, yeah, can really elevate something. Or yeah. It's um and yeah, there's so much to it. I've always felt for a long time I felt like I just had no idea. And then I think I just sort of learned from watching others and from doing and kind of watching like behind the scenes stuff. But a lot of the time it's bounced off ceilings to make it really soft or yeah. soft boxes. But mm. yeah, it's so when it's you say huge. soft lighting, that means there's not such a there's not a point on the light. It's yeah it's more of a general yeah. wash. Diffuse, yeah. diffused. diffused. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, like, a good thing I do now, especially getting up, we've got a new puppy at home and he always gets up in the middle of the night to go to the toilet. And so it's, if you're in, like, a dark room with a torch and you point it at someone, it looks like, well, you point it at something, it looks like a horror film kind of thing, right. you know, all these harsh shadows. You can't really see what's going on outside of that little video, like, that little kind of bubble, okay. I suppose, that you're lighting up. But if you just point it at the ceiling, you see the whole room lights up really evenly and really nicely albeit not as bright. Okay. Um, but it's, yeah, so that's kind of a really soft light is if you just point towards the ceiling, you'll see it will diffuse quite a lot. But yeah, harsh, hard light is just pointing a torch at someone's face or a ring light on you or just, yeah, really bright halogen bulb kind of thing. Just, yeah, lights you and it, like, has its places, but often soft mm. is, is quite nice. Mm. And quite... I sp- yeah, and it's the same as, it's the same as, Musical experimentation, I suppose. You know what I mean? It's, mm. it's, yeah, you just got to try that over and over again, haven't you? Just try. I guess. One. I yeah. guess. Can you afford to do that? Can you afford to, uh, these videos? Do they have to be visually impressive every time, or can you afford yeah, to well, experiment? I'd be, I'd be disappointed if they weren't, to be honest, oh, yeah, because of, because um, you know, I just yeah, because there's the students that we have online students that are all over the world, and the only way of accessing the content I create is by the videos I create. So I am. So the videos I make are literally part of the face of the university. So yeah, I'm exactly. Like, I just want to make it look good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three point lighting is a good place to start. Okay, I, I need guess. to work it's on a good this. Thing. I, need to, I need to think about this. Yeah, but it I'm takes gonna, a lot. It's... I'm going to lend you my work halogen. You're going to be all right. <laughs> it, it also it also works as a bit of a heater. 
This has a bit intimidating. Really. It's <laughs> bloody hell. It's full on. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just full on. It's like, I did, one of the first things I did years and years ago, um, the same guy that did the, the thing with the Powerboat Racing Company knew this rapper or something like that and wanted to make a few music videos for him and so kind of dragged me along. And it was good fun, but it was all a little bit like just unaware. There wasn't a clear kind of structure or management or stuff like that, which is fair enough, I guess. Um, but there's another guy that turned up with a green screen and two lights. And we also had the other guy, the the, the rapper in front of the green screen. It's like, oh, we'll just film in front of the green screen. I didn't know what I was doing when it comes to green screens. I don't know how you need to light that. Um, <laughs> and so we had the guy with the green screen brought two lights with him. And then that was kind of it. And we were in this other place. And I was like, well, what other lights do we have? Because if I pull the lights back and light the person, then the green screen isn't kind of evenly lit. It isn't yeah, very green. Yeah. Um, and uh, the guy that uh, was at where we were filming basically came in with some of those big halogen lights. I'm like, oh, well, I've got these. And I'm like, mm, I guess they'll do. <laughs> so, <laughs> Carl <they're>, turned up. <laughs> it's me. It's me. Yeah. Works at work site lights illuminating your, your the world. Three one gigawatt, <laughs> yeah, bright orange thing, the dude, boiling hot. The dude from Back to the Future built them. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're awesome. They're I bloody. Mean, it worked. It wasn't great. It was very orange. But, and then we got a white sheet and draped it in front of it. Didn't have a light stand, so put the light underneath the tripod and draped the white sheet over the tripod to make it more white <laughs> and less orange. It, I don't, it looked fine. Yeah. It, it wasn't the best. It, but that's good. Yeah. I love that. It's flying by the seat of your pants, almost, yeah. isn't it? You yeah. know what I mean? It's great. It's Learn uh, as I you like go, it. I suppose. That's it. Yeah. But it's, yeah, a lot. I don't know. I find a lot from just watching others and kind of learning from other people, I suppose, yeah. is, is a good thing. I don't know. I, find, I feel like there's a lot I can learn from doing, but I also really enjoy watching other people because they've learned a lot and they're probably yes, the decisions they're making are probably kind of come from somewhere mm -hmm. yeah and so it's kind of yeah well it's like they're saying mis mistakes are the best yeah you know, yeah absolutely the yeah best learning ever really you know what i mean that's it. yeah no it's exciting it's good it is but, good yeah and it's fun to do the hangers and stuff for you guys with music because it's that to me feels like a whole nother world that's it. i don't know where you'd ever go to start like making a song or whatever it is it it feels like it's uh really nice to watch kind of like people that are really good at what they do do what they're doing kind of thing. Yeah, but we have the same experience watching you guys. Yeah. It's I was, exactly the same experience. Honestly, it was, uh, yeah. For, well, for a start, you. you looked like Neo from bloody... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I was, I was like, where's Trinity? <laughs> What's it called? What's that movie? Matrix. Well, Matrix. You had the, <laughs> Keanu Reeves. He's going to tell you look like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> you're, all in, you're all in black and you're sort of moving around the place in a, in a kung fu manner. <laughs> Sliding into, you know, moving. Oh, it was, it was great. Yeah. It was, it was uh, interesting to watch. You know what I mean? It was really, really interesting. Yeah. To watch. Did you have, did you have um, a steady cam? Did you have a yes. steady? You did yeah, have on yeah. that moment. Yeah, that tended to be what James would do more than anyone. That's else. right. Yeah. James who had the steady cam. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. I remember. It's but, yeah, fun at a whole other angle, I suppose. Yeah, that's it. He's yeah had it for years, and it just yeah it gives something different. I guess it's like, especially for live stuff, it's would be amazing if you get movement in things it's all about i don't know not all about but like creating kind of like energy is quite good and so i feel like if for example with you guys with you three if we just had three cameras on tripods or even more than three but just all on tripods it's still just quite like and now it's the drummer static mm -hmm. and now it's aiden yeah and it's like yeah it's it's a bit kind of clunky i suppose yeah, yeah. And so like something moving gives a bit more to it 
Um, and yeah, especially with live stuff, and especially with the hangar stuff, not having many people, it's like, how can we make movement with the limited things that we have, I suppose? And so, yeah, as many people on the cameras and moving cameras as possible and prioritise using them cameras over the others, I suppose. Um, but yeah, they were good. I had a little motorised little slider thing, which I don't know if you ever saw like hiding around places, but it's like this two foot thing that it was like marketed as this time lapse thing. And so it can go this bit of two foot section of kind of track, essentially, this little motorised thing will go across it. All right. And in slowest, like it would take an hour and a half to get from end to end. Ah. But it's got nine different speeds and the speediest is like 30 seconds end to end. And I remember seeing it and thinking, oh, well, that's cool for time lapses. But also that'd be cool for like live stuff where I want something bouncing back and forth or something moving because the actual systems, like the actual bits of kit for that are crazy, crazy expensive. And this thing was like, I don't know, sub a hundred quid. <laughs> the catches you can't really put much on much weight on it. Um, it could only really take a GoPro or something smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it had that bouncing back and forth, which is really quite fun. It's cool. <laughs> um, it's we'll, a put, we'll put a link to one of our videos. Yeah, we, uh, oh yeah, I think yeah. we should. And then people can see. Yeah, you don't, you know, you don't have to watch us. Just watch how it's how it's happening. <laughs> we had um, we had Kelly join us for a song, and Chris join us for a couple. That's right. That was good. Cri- the both violin, and... violin player, fiddle yeah, player, and Kelly. Yeah, Kelly. I remember that. Which is a good segue, because because oh. uh, he's is this a crash segue. It's a crash segue <laughs> into because um, you've got a gig coming up with him. Yes, which we should, which we should plug because any gigs that gets people out of their houses and you know, especially this one, this is going to be a jolly. If you don't mind me being self indulgent for a no, few minutes. it's just gone. Go. Um, so back in August, I have probably mentioned this on the podcast. Um, I recorded a Christmas album. Well, I, re- I recorded it. We're talking about session musicians. Um, uh, very talented man I know called Tom Gregory, who's a very inspirational teacher, particularly drums and percussion. Um, he's very he's into folk music. And he phoned me up um, and said, I'm recording a folk Christmas album. Would you like to come and play acoustic guitar on it? Um, and it was in Hangar Farm. Oh, cool. Could we talk about Hangar? They should start paying us commission, don't you think? <laughs> um, so we went to Hangar Farm for three days in August and we, we recorded in the big theatre. So we set the mics up and the baffles up and everything. We recorded a twelve a twelve track album completely live, um, and we have our first. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we are kind of playing the album in full. He's off. A cough. Oh, listen. He's just sitting outside, like. Um, and we're playing the album in. full. Full, plus a few other bits and pieces on the second of December. Amazing. Um, at Hangar Farm. Oh, cool. So the really cool thing is that we, we are we're performing the album where the album was. Recorded. Yeah, yeah. So the acoustics, you know, people, I don't know if people noticed, but the acoustics will be the same, and hopefully the vibe will be the same. And yeah, oh, amazing. That sounds really fun. A Christmas album is that? Have you ever done anything like that before? Or is that a whole like a whole new kind of thing to, to tell learn, you what? Or? Playing playing acoustic guitar. In a folk style, it's completely new for me. Oh, right. It's completely new for me. So I really dived into it and I tuned my guitar to dad gad tuning. Okay. So a normal guitar is tuned. Um, so I, I tell my students elephants and donkeys grow big ears. So E-A-D-G-B-E. Okay. But a very folky kind of approach to it is D-A-D-G-A-D. So you tune all the strings completely differently. Okay. And I've never played that before, but I was like, 
I know how folk guitarists play their guitar, so I'm going to tune my guitar like this <laughs> and just basically kind of relearn how to play the guitar. Wow, yeah. Um, and then we recorded everything live, which I haven't done for a long time. So normally when you record an album, you record the drums and you put the bass and then you put the guitars yeah. on. But this was, we all played at the same time. Chris Taylor, who was the electric guitarist, is a very talented producer. So he brought his whole rig and everything and he pressed wow. record and then we played it all. And then we stopped recording and listened back to it. And it's like, yeah, it was all right. We can do it better. And then do it again. And, <laughs> and we did that. We went through that process and we recorded 12 tracks in three days. Wow. And it's kind of like we were staggered at how good it, how yeah. polished it sounded. We had it mastered by the same guy who mastered Sam Sweeney's album, who's a kind of prominent folk fiddle player. Wow. Um, that sounds really exciting, doing it all in, in one take. Yeah, it's nerve-wracking. I bet, yeah. It's nerve-wracking because... Uh, Chris mentioned Sam Sweeney a lot. Yeah, he's been a hero. <laughs> but he's, I mean, he's amazing. Um, yeah. So, so I was sat there and I had... My guitar was plugged into a DI, which was going to the desk, and I had a mic here and a mic here and a mic here. And it was just like, if you get this wrong, the whole thing has to start again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you concentrate the whole way through, but you particularly concentrate in the last 16 bars. Because <laughs> you bugger those up. I was like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Shall I put one on? Yes. That's, okay. Yes, right. do it. Yeah, do it, do it now. Do it now.
to the world, the Lord is come. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare in room. Sing, and heaven and nature 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 sing, 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 heaven and nature sing. Can I, um, I'm just going to turn the knob back. Okay, fill it with the knob. we've got a bit of latency going on. So we are playing, here's the plug, we're playing at Hangar Farm, um, 2nd of December, it's a Thursday. Do it, people. And it's the day before my birthday, and me and Chris are filing play, we've got a birthday on the same day, so actually the day, it's the day before Chris and I, mine, birthday, get my grandma right. 3rd so, of December. 3rd of December, and you're, you're way younger than me, aren't you? Well, it's my 40th. 4-0? Yeah. Woohoo! We so, should go. So, you so should, not that much younger. You should, <laughs> you should go to Dublin or something. Uh, you know what? That's exactly what we're doing. Yay! <laughs> five in the morning. So we got we got the gig on the second. That's and at five o'clock the next morning, we're in the car to Stansted Airport. Brilliant! Oh, lovely. That's lovely. That's a bloody lovely song. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's come out. Like I said, it's come out. I can. I was feeling. Uh, that's a lot of work. That's the pe- arpeggios. Ding, 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 ding. You know what I mean? That's a lot of work so all the way through that song. 12 notes a bar and there must be, I don't know, 120 bars. And yeah, exactly. Whatever that matters. That's a lot of work. That's, yeah, to get that. 1,500 notes. To nail that. <laughs> that's good. That's why you're the session man. Yeah. But like, it's my first like. I was quite honoured to be asked because I've never played folk guitar before. Well, I know. That's what I was thinking because you're a, sen- a, 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 a would people would call you a bass player essentially, yeah. wouldn't they? By, by trade, by yeah. heart and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. You're a good guitar. Obviously, we know by the songs that me and you oh, write. Yeah. You can on see, the fly. see the class I provide. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a perfect accompaniment to, my, to the vocal. But anyway, um, Billy, who's your favourite band? And what instrument would you play if you did play a musical instrument? Would it be iPhone keyboards like you just did? Because <laughs> yeah, you were pretty bloody. Good. We might see some more of that later on. You were, bl- you were bloody good at that. <laughs> oh well, thank you. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a good question. 
So I used to play some instruments in school as yeah. like a, I don't know, yeah, kind of thing on the side, like something to get quite into. And I quite enjoyed it and kind of like tried to do a few little things here and there. And I don't know, really, I feel like I kind of enjoyed drums the most. Yeah, visual, um, big visual. Yeah, thing, big, yeah, lots yeah. of movement. Yeah. And I felt like there was less, I don't know, I feel like with a guitar or a keyboard or piano, or something, there's so many possibilities. And I'm quite good when there's not that many possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit more reined in, I guess. There's a bit, yeah, a few less options. Um, but I think my downfall was I wasn't very good at timekeeping which I think I gathered was quite an essential part of being a drummer. <laughs> You've seen quite a lot of live bands, I know this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I kind of enjoyed it, but I'd find if I was struggling, I would slow down. And if I was going well and enjoying it, I'd speed up. Well, a bit um, like Pink Floyd. Uh, okay. <laughs> they're notorious for doing that aren't they? they're just starting a song at half the pace they finish it out and stuff but yeah but that's fine that's fine that's fine but so you're saying yeah. you you really do quite like the drums probably yeah. yeah i don't know you know it's never too late mate yeah i don't know <laughs> it seems like a nice i don't know i feel like i the process of making music and that kind of thing from what i understand it was like a really nice sort of like expression or yeah I don't know it just feels like a really nice thing that all you guys can do and kind of sit down and create something I suppose it feels like yeah really I don't really know I'm struggling for the words I no, guess yeah, yeah. but like a lot of talent and skill but just yeah really amazing that you can kind of sit down and create something kind of from scratch really and yeah use your mind and yeah your creativity it seems brilliant and so it does seem like aspirational i suppose to create something like that but i feel like i've got a big barrier in my way of you know, <laughs> nothing really about music or making music and and for, and who, who are you listening to at the moment i don't know i keep flitting but um glass animals is someone i've been listening to a bit Ooh, um, i don't know glass animals. i don't know glass animals oh okay they're like i don't know i guess Indie pop, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of who else really. Uh, there's someone called Eden that came up on Spotify recommended. Yeah. I just kind of go through that and then get really obsessed with one person and then yeah, that's good. Leave I, it I, for ages. I do that. <laughs> I'm Ray Ray Lamont. I don't even. Know oh yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah. I just my mate turned me on to a podcast, songwriting podcast, where they get and these guys have done like 186 episodes. Which one's this? It's called Soda Jerk. I listen to this. Do you listen to this? Brilliant. They're brilliant. They're yeah. amazing. They're brilliant. They've had Paul Simon on Paul McCartney. Yeah, they've had bloody everyone. And Tori Amos Hugh, was the last one. Hugh Lewis, Tori Amos, I was going to mention. Yeah. And um, my, I've scanned through it. And Ray Lamontagne, Lamontagne, yeah. whatever. Ray Lamontagne, whatever. He, that was the one that jumped out to me because he doesn't give interviews. You All know right. I mean? Very rarely does he give interviews, apparently. And and I was like, whoa, I've got to listen to that. And hearing his processes and his... It was, it was amazing. It was lovely. I'd suggest people. Soda Jerker Ray, go and find it. It's, it was a great listen. Short, sharp, and sweet. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just to hear people's processes, I love it. You know what I mean, same, yeah. the same with yourself. You know what I mean? The pro- yeah, yeah. It's, it's the similar processes. I, I see yourself as creative, as a musician, as a actor. As it's all part. It's yeah. all part and parcel. We all need each other. It's great. Yeah. No. And yeah, interesting to see how people. Because you kind of listen to, I guess, music or watch a film or something, and it's like an end product, and you kind of don't, 
I guess, immediately appreciate all the work that's gone into that. So, yeah, I can understand that listening to someone's processes and how they got there and all the decisions they made and things they were going for. And it's, yeah, it really kind of makes something go from oh, just a song or just a movie to, wow, this is like, yeah, really, it feels like a work of art, I that's suppose. It. it, yeah, always feels, I don't know, a little bit poncy describing things as art, but it kind of does feel it at the same time. Yeah. It's like something someone's created. Um, it's a little... Uh, it's such a yeah. It's like a pebble. It's like that perfect pebble you're searching for on the on the a massive beach, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, a mo- is there a movie that would that you wish you'd created, wish you'd filmed? Is there one? One that's oh, excellently produced and filmed. I'm just and... trying to think. Yeah, I'm trying to sort of see. You know what I mean? I'm trying but to. Werner yeah. Herzog is the famous DOP, isn't he? He's a name I've heard a lot. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I haven't heard the name. I was about to have, sorry, he's a documentary maker. There's someone else. Yeah. But these guys never get mentioned, do they? I mean, you've all no, heard yeah. of the Spielbergs the and the, yeah. But um, the big names. But it's the people in between. It's like there's had there's a filter, isn't there? And, and I guess it's the yeah lighting technicians and the director of photography. And well, it's the, a lot of like um, I guess just like as any business, there's like delegation, right? It, like with your signs and stuff, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. only so much the top man can do. So yeah. you're going to need to delegate to other people exactly, that exactly. you trust. And so it's kind of like the same process. You've got a director that's got a kind of a vision for what they want, but then kind of delegate, well, I kind of have thought this, what do you think? And then let like a DOP or cinematographer kind of do what they want to do. And then they can kind of delegate yeah. down and down and down. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's crazy. Know. It's crazy because like, yeah. It, that's how that's, it can be hundreds of people in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> it just blows my mind. Yeah, you know, I mean, whereas in a band, you know, you write a song and you 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 you've got to you've got to promote it to three other people possibly. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, you know, get, try and get them all on the same page. Yeah, but freaking hell, there's like in movies, there's hundreds of people that work on them. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. To have that vision and have that, it's almost have the confidence it, it, as yeah. well for the like. The... And also, you have to you have to have a bit of. You have to relent a bit and let things go, maybe just to get yeah. things to work and get things to yeah, happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I always find like the bigger, the bigger a shoot is, the kind of the more money behind it, the more stressful it gets, kind yeah. of thing. And it's um, so, like you were saying earlier, with you can see how you know budgets are so massive. Uh. Um, you can kind of see how it goes quickly, and it's like I remember. I think it was maybe like a higher website or a music licensing website, and it said for shoots that are under a thousand pounds an hour or something like that, or shoots that are like over ten thousand an hour. It's like they seem like crazy figures. That's mad. But money. then you start totaling up, right? Yeah. You've got location, venue, actors, all the other people. You know, it really gets big quick. Yeah. And so, yeah, to yeah, I don't know, to waste any time to kind of like strive for perfection to a point where you're doing, you know, however many takes is like you've got to be so self-assured that yeah. you are spending this time wisely. And it's, yeah, I don't know, a, a challenging thing, but yeah, it's got a lot of kind of admiration for people that, that do that and can make those decisions. And I feel a lot of uh, peace that the shoots I'm on are not, <laughs> there's not that much money. <laughs> and so, although like if I'm not ready and I need to delay them by half an hour, still a like kind of consequential, that is an amount of money there. Yeah, and, yeah. Out of everyone's time and stuff. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, amazing collaborative process, I suppose. Exactly. Feels, yeah, really collaborative. Yeah, I don't, you don't, and I imagine a lot of people don't actually think about it. Yeah. Until they listen to this podcast. There we go. <laughs> we're, sh- we're shining a light. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one question I did want to ask you, which I think might be relevant to a lot of our listeners, is that if you're in a band 
um, you've written a song and you're aware that YouTube and other visual media is incredibly important for getting your music out there. So you hire someone such as yourself to come and film your video for you. What, uh, what position, I mean, from, from your perspective, what's the ideal scenario? How prepared should the band be? What do they need to think about to be able to present it to a, like do a, they, a, a do they need Do they need yourself? storyboards? Do they need... Yeah, well, it depends. Um, yeah, I guess there's two routes. You can either, like, go to someone with a, a few sort of concepts and then kind of have that sort of back and forth process of, yeah, again, like collaborative, I guess, of, of what each person and what everyone thinks might work. Um, or if, yeah, you've got a really kind of, like, distinct idea in your head and you've kind of fleshed it out like it's very specific and you kind of understand what it is then yeah it's storyboards and it's about trying to communicate that to the person that you've hired to help make that video so that they understand what you're trying to achieve um because i guess i don't know if you have the same with with making music or writing music or anything like that but it's it's quite hard to put it into words sometimes. And there's a lot of kind of like miscommunication that can happen when you're trying to explain something verbally. And yeah. so storyboards or a lot of like mood boards always feels like something you do in like school in arts and stuff like that, arts and crafts. But <laughs> like an idea of how you want it to look at the end, like yeah. do you want it to look like airy fairy, lots of light, or is it really dark and moody or is there lots of colour or is it quite like monotone? There's lots of stuff there that if you've got a clear idea of what you want. Your visualisation is different to mine. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, uh, trying to get on the same page. Must yeah. Because be it's hard. There's I, a lot of, yeah. I think a lot of bands just say, we've got a song, we, we're going to get in a guy to video it. Yeah. It's coming next Thursday. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no preparation. You just think, you, do, you know, as a band, yeah. you just focus on the music and I hope everyone yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, it. And everyone yeah, else takes care yeah. of the rest. But you do need to have... I think the the the, uh, the visual aspect is as important as the audio mm. aspect, isn't it? So you need to make sure they all marry up. So give, yeah. to giving someone such as yourself a bit of information, a bit of guidance, yeah, is really crucial. Even if it's down to like what what's the song about? What were you like? What's the the motivation behind the music kind of thing? Um, and then that can kind of help motivate the video, I suppose. Are you personally at a stage where you're happy to inspire ideas into a band that may not have any, or? Um, or you not more, really? I don't no. know. I find yeah, I get kind of trouble creating ideas from scratch. Yeah, I yeah. suppose it, it's kind of like a. I guess it's not your yeah, a block. It becomes your vision rather than the art than uh, in brackets yeah, artist vision, yeah. musicians vision, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's yeah nice to have a collaboration. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's got to be that's true to the band or the yeah, artist. Exactly. That's, I it. that's it. Yeah, it's no good if you've written a song that's quite deep and personal and then it's like, oh, happy, let's everyone's at a party, it's great fun. Kind of thing. <laughs> it's not really what you were going let's for. Let's crash an kind of ice cream it. van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I told you the video ideas were mental. <laughs> I do remember oh. your idea of everyone in the back of a van and driving around. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> doing that. Yeah. That's on. That's on. That is on. Rehearsing. On the way to rehearsal is my idea. That's how much uh, when you're into a when you when you've got a gig and you're like, crap, we're gonna need to rehearse as much as we can. So you get in a tiny little van and you drive to the rehearsal, but you rehearse in the van while someone's driving you there. Is this, how, is this a different video to the Mara Mirrored Skin? No, man, yeah, that's different. That's a whole difference. Yeah. That's very different. Is that just someone wrapped in tinfoil? No, well, yeah. It depends what the budget is. <laughs> but I was hoping to find, I don't know. The top top budget is literally 
tattooing mirrors onto someone. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Top budget is getting into the Serengeti and finding that dude with mirrored skin. He's out there. I know he is. I know he is. <laughs> and then finding a girl with a light bulb for a head, that's going to be tricky. That might have to be CGI. <laughs> but they dance and, you know, and, she, and he reflects her and they oh, love each other yeah. until he gets too wild and he accidentally knocks the filament uh, and then his oh, light goes and then his light goes out so and then and then story. there is no love yeah. anymore because you know what i mean it's actually oh, that's a nice story for a caroline's capuchin song precipice <laughs> it we, just, we just need to find somebody's got mirror skin and yeah, yeah. Got light bulb yeah but, but that's uh, just just technicalities yeah. isn't yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about the, the chameleon swallowing chameleons video <laughs> and the colours that can happen there. You love colours. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, I don't know. Sounds good on one hand, but also doesn't sound too uh, moral. Well, yeah. Yeah. You actually get chameleons. No, no animals are hurt oh, during okay. this. Uh... <laughs> oh, dear. So we've been going, unbelievably, for like an hour and 40. Wow. It's crazy, isn't it? It just flies by. It does fly by. It just flies by. Um, so I think um, we need to start kind of uh Yeah. You think I'm going to get the guitar. I'm gonna oh, hand, no. Hand Billy the phone. You <laughs> 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 know what this means. Okay. But th- um, thank you for coming, Billy. And coming to yeah, thank you for having me here. Thanks, mate. It's, it's been awesome. really interesting. It's, it's awesome. a whole, I mean, for us musicians, I think the uh, the video side of things is a bit of a dark art, isn't it? And it is. Having you in to shed some light in it, isn't it? It's been a real pleasure. And similarly, the other side, like session musicians and stuff like that, it's a whole world. I just listen to songs and it is just a song. And, <laughs> uh, it just has got there. And so it's, yeah. It's like a whole realm. There's a whole, you know, there's a whole orange behind the bloody apple, isn't there? You know, and yeah. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. For want of a better phrase. Jesus. <laughs> Explain that to me. I have no idea. <laughs> there's, but there's stuff, that, there's stuff that happens behind the scenes. <laughs> that is the orange behind the apple. The apple is the scenes. The orange is okay. the stuff. Okay. It's, uh, that's much clearer now. Thank you. <laughs> I've been watching, I've been watching Stath Let's Flats and the way he talks is Getting into my own system. It's, it's amazing. But anyway, moving on. Moving on. But um, bit of promotion before we go. Is there anywhere we can see your stuff? Is there anywhere, uh, anything you want to plug know. or are you just... I think I'm all right. You I'm happy? Just, yeah, I've always been pretty bad at <laughs> like online presences and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah. No, that's good. So we'll link to the we'll link yeah. to the Carolus captions video. Yeah, yeah I think that'd yeah. be good. That's good. That's good. Because I know it? for me and Carl and speaking for the others, it's uh, we were incredibly happy with visually how it looked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Inline, actually, there's one little plug. <laughs> yeah. Inline AV was the company me and James were That's doing right. all the hangar. Oh, yeah, cool. That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the website? Is that? Just inlineav.co.uk. Beautiful. Okay. Check uh, them out. There we go. So, yeah, if you need any, right. any video, if you have any video needs. Yes, yes. I think, yeah. I think Ben should do it. I think, I think it should be great. Just I think, well, like I said earlier, I think it's, I think it's in this modern age, it's absolutely crucial. It's integral. It's incre- because if you, you want to look at something, if you want to. Listen to something. People uh, go to YouTube, yeah, which is a which is a visual format. It's crazy, isn't it? But that's if, how it is. Yeah, I think it's also like instant, and attention spans are so short. Like, I know for me, if I just listen to music, it's quite. What else do I do? I need to do something else at the same time. Yeah. So if you're watching something, or there's something else, like drive to drag fast. Your attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, and if you want to get sixty-seven views like we have, yeah, YouTube's perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might be 68 or 69 I'm sorry. Oh, no, I hope so. Um, 
And of course, you can always support the podcast by buying us a coffee. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm crap at this. I'm old. Is there a link? <laughs> <laughs> we do. Um... What my phone on? So you can buy us a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com. And if you, if you search for k Podcast, you'll see Martin and Carl's faces in there. And every um, donation is very, very valued. Oh, it? yeah, exactly. It goes into, into buying... Um, well, it goes into buying right. masking tape to hold microphones onto <laughs> mic stands. Yeah. Or new USB, USB oh. hubs after, the, after last week. After last week. Hour. Yeah, well, that was nuts, wasn't it? Anyway. <laughs> um, and we're on Instagram and Facebook and all the rest of it. And um, yeah, obviously, any bit of support you show us is always highly, highly valued and appreciated. Thank you very much. Um, right. So I am passing the, the phone of doom back to Thank Lily. You. Make sure the volume's up. There we go. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know what to do. There's so many numbers, so many Welcome buttons. Welcome to our world. <laughs> Pick a key, Carl. Oh, Lord. Um, can we do G? G, all Does right. that mean I need to... Yeah, I need to, I need to I don't change, know. change the preset to G major. I don't know what that means. It's G just, major, there we go. It just puts Aiden's hand in a pretty shaky. <laughs> um, okay, what kind of style are we going for? Buck Rogers. <laughs> Right, it's Billy, press the button. Here we go. Okay. What happened to the space pads? Oh, I, I, changed, I, I, I changed the preset. What? <laughs> on, oh, hold on. What? Not an ideal start. There we go, there that's Buck Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Buck? That's what Twiggy used to say. (laughs) Can't do that without laughing. Buck Rogers from the 21st century. He was the main character. But he wasn't as good as the fall guy. Or maybe a million dollar man, six million dollar man. <laughs> but he was still Buck Roger. He had Paddy Sims in the background. Can I support you? doing Buck Rogers songs on Yeah, yeah, me, me and Billy, we're, we're a new duo. Thank you. <laughs> I need something, I need something to work towards. <laughs> oh, Buck Rogers. Skin tight, silver uniforms. A midget robot. Not politically correct, but it was <laughs> a short robot, dwarf robot. Tweet. You think dwarf good? No, 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 this is good. None of this. It's all. Buck Rogers, you solved space mysteries, and we loved you. I think you were on Saturday night because you were bloody good. Just before Blankety Blank. Hey, the new Blankety Blank's good. (laughs) Thank 
Rochester. <laughs> Jesus, what?